Fujax, atrial fibrillation as one of the causes of stroke and cerebral venous thrombosis. Uh, I'm going to talk about the scoring system of CHADS2, CHADS2 VASC, has bled in ABCD2. So the modifiable risk factors for stroke are hypertension, smoking, cardiovascular disease, AF, diabetes, cardiac failure, dyslipidemia, obesity, alcohol, the oral, oral, uh, oral, the oral contraceptive pill, combined oral contraceptive pill, bloody hell, migraine and apparently stress. Differential diagnosis of stroke would include syncope, seizures, migraines, cerebral tumours, Investigations of stroke. I'll do that later. But, uh, so, in terms of examination, there's some funky exam processes you can do in stroke. We talk about those in the ENT article. So, they are basically uh, the HINTS exam. And so, the HINTS exam is head impulse, which is vestibulo ocular reflex or the doll's eye reflex, which has a similar sensitivity and specificity to MRI. So if the head impulse is abnormal, it means there's a peripheral lesion, and normal means it's a stroke. Nystagmus, so doing nystagmus on tests of gaze. Uh, so if you get a vertical or gaze evoked nystagmus, that's indicative of stroke as well. Uh, it has a sensitivity of 40% and a specificity of 92%. And test of skew, which is where you cover up one eye, and look for any skew of the uncovered eye after you do the uncover test. Uh, and that has a specificity of 98%, but only a sensitivity of 30%. However, the combined HINTS exam has a better um, sensitivity and specificity than uh, MRI, apparently. However, you'd still want to do MRI, wouldn't you? Um, so, uh, investigations you can do in stroke or TA include head CT, NECG looking for AF, carotid ultrasound looking for carotid artery stenosis, echocardiography looking for any signs of heart failure, original wall motion abnormality, uh, an MRI of the brain, so you've got a DWI and flare MRI there. Uh, you can do Holter as an outpatient and routine bloods as an outpatient. Uh, management of stroke. After you've done your head CT you could give aspirin at that point um, but you basically want to admit them to hospital to a stroke unit uh, where you'd want to commence therapy for stroke. So how does stroke present normally? Like the history in stroke is something you know your fast symptoms so face, arm, speech, time, so dysarthria, motor loss, dysphagia, loss of consciousness lasting longer than 10 minutes and facial palsy. 
Um, so the definition, so if it's not a stroke, it could possibly be a TIA. Uh, so TIAs would have similar features to stroke, however it lasts longer, so I think it's less than 24 hours. Uh, and that can also present in terms of, you know, that can come and go. Uh, and can also be confused with a number of other diseases. So, you know, classic migraine, there's a link there between those two. Uh, an atypical migraine, focal, focal epileptic seizures, um, tumours, even, even things like uh, acute labyrinthitis and BPBV can present strangely and it can be hard to differentiate those from a stroke like we talked about in that, that section and dizziness. Uh, things like hypoglycemia, Bell's palsy obviously because it's got that face feel, hyperventilation and adverse drug reaction will present with symptoms that look a lot like a TIA. Um, so if you've got a patient who presents with a TIA Oh, sorry, and also you can have amaurosis fugex, which is a transient loss of vision. So it's like a TIA, but involving just your vision. Um, so they can also have differentials as well. So the differentials of transient amaurosis fugex include retinal hemorrhage, retinal venous thrombosis, retinal detachment, retinal artery occlusion, optic neuritis or vitreous flows. Uh, and then lastly in diseases, before we go into the scoring systems, um, we'll talk about central venous thrombosis. So cerebral venous thrombosis is next. So this is something you want to consider if you've got uh, a woman in 20 to 35 who's either postpartum, uses the combined oral contraceptive pill, or is pregnant. So it presents as a headache with pulsatile tinnitus, unilateral deafness, diplopia, facial weakness and visual change. Exam will show variable consciousness, papilloedema, oculomotor palsy, abducens palsy, facial weakness or deafness. Uh, and proptosis, ipsilateral periorbital edema, retinal hemorrhage or unilateral paralysis. Um, so diagnosis is by MRI, and the acute phase treatment you want to anticoagulate with heparin, followed by warfarin for six months. So going into the scoring systems, uh, let's start with has bled. H is for hypertension more than 160, A is for abnormal liver or renal function, S is for stroke, B is for bleeding history or disposition, L is for labile INR with less than 6 or 10 in range. E is for elderly and D is for drugs with antiplatelets, alcohol or NSAIDs. The ABCD2 stratification, so that's the gives you an idea of what percentage um, likelihood is that your TIA will become uh, a stroke. Risk of stroke in the first 7 days of TIA. So A stands for age more than 60, B is BP more than 140, or more than 90 diastolic, you get one point for both of those. C is for clinical features, so any unilateral limb weakness gets you two points, and um, speech impairment without weakness gets you one point. Duration of symptoms, if it's more than 60 minutes, two points, or less than 60 minutes, you get one point, and presence of diabetes gives you one point. The maximum you can have is seven points on ABCD2, and greater than four is high risk, less than four is low risk.
So Chad's two score is where is it? C is for congestive heart failure. H is for hypertension, more than 160. A is for age greater than 75. D is for the presence of diabetes. And S is for previous stroke or TIA. And that gets you two points. So your stroke risk is low if it's zero, moderate if it's one, and high if it's two or greater. So if it's two or greater, you want to recommend a therapy as warfarin or the NOAX. Uh, if it's moderate, recommended therapies at warfarin or aspirin or NOAX. And if it's low, recommended therapy is aspirin only. In terms of gui in terms of guiding rules for carotid artery stenosis, if it's more than seventy percent, you want to perform carotid endarterectomy. Fifty to seventy is a great area for referral, and less than fifty percent is an observation period.